If you ever buy a Hasidisha based medrash, so you'll be familiar, you go to a shtibel, you go to a Hasidisha based medrash, you're familiar with the following procedure that sometimes at the end of davening, somebody will bring in some mazonas, some alcohol, some little cups with a little sign, the Ilu Nishmas. Somebody, maybe it's a Rebbe, maybe it's the Rebbe of the Shul who was nifter a few years ago. And everybody gets together, oh, we remember the Rebbe, he used to give us tish, he used to give us musa, he used to give us shmuzin, tkiya shayfa, ah, the drosha before ni'ila, it was beautiful. And that was, you know, that's what happens very, very often. Imagine, if they do such a thing, they make a yodzite for the Rebbe's zaida, right, the Rebbe's zaida, that's what they do. The altar Rebbe. So there are a few people in the shul that even re- remember him, right? They remember who he was, they remember him. Ah, I remember him going back, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Ah, he was a rabbi, he was Gavaldi, he was Manhig, the Tsoin, the Klal Yisrael, our Kehila. It was beautiful. What about if they make a Yotzite for the Alter's Rebbe's grandfather? So could you imagine there's nobody even remembers him, but there's an old people in the shul that they say that their grandfather remembers the Rebbe, that there used to be a Rebbe, Epesazoi. All right, it doesn't mean very much to us, right? As it gets further and further away, we basically, you know, sort of lose the feeling to the whole thing. Can you imagine? A guy walks into shore one day, and he's got the schnapps, and he's got his, you know, he's got the mezainus there, and everyone comes after him, starting to make brachas, whatever it is, against the suda, he's got fruit, he's got bebelach and herring, aikichlach, ah, it's our suda, what's going on? What's happening today? What is, what is today? Give us the, uh, give us the rundown, who's your today? He says, what do you mean? It's the Rashba. It's the Rashba. You'll be like, seriously? I mean, okay, uh, the Rashba, but like, seriously? We're making a yotzai like this for the, like, what, what is, what, what's Pshat? You know, come on. Who, I mean, we heard of him, obviously, we learned his Torah, but like, seriously, that's what it is? Here we have the Heiliger Shimon Bar Yochai, right? Which, of course, we've opened up a Gemara all over Shas, Mishnayis, Gemara, all over the place. Reb Shimon is full. But why not Reb Zera? Why not Abaya? Why not Rava? Ravina Ravashi, they wrote the Gemara. What's the Pshat Reb Shimon? And it's even more than that. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but whenever you go to Meiron, there's like this feeling, ah... We're in Meiron. We've arrived. Ah, we're in Meiron. It's Kishmak. We're in Meiron. So that kind of, it's like a feeling that, like, we're Barib Shimon. Ah, we're Barib. I remember a couple, a couple of years ago, I remember once being on the bus. I normally go by bus. Much easier you can learn on the way there and the way back. And this fellow turns to me and says to me, Ah, you're also going to visit Rib Shimon. It was it's the way you took, like, we're going to visit Rib Shimon, right? We're going to visit Rib Shimon. This year, unfortunately, we're not able to visit Rib Shimon. So we're going to have to sort of warm ourselves up a little bit to the idea of who is this Rib Shimon. You know, the Balshemta famously said, it's absolutely impossible to explain to a Goy the Mila of a Yid. It's, it's just, it's just not, it's not possible. The Mila of a Yid is so, so kodosh, so, so unbelievable. To explain to a Goy such a thing just doesn't work. His grandson, Rebarach Namesh, once said, that not only can you not explain to a Goy the Mila of a Yid, but you can't even explain to a Yid the Milo of a Yid. Now, and if that applies to a regular, normal Jew, could you imagine what it means when we're discussing Rib Shimon? It's impossible for us to understand Rib Shimon, for us to understand exactly who he was, why his attachment 
to Klal Yisrael was so great, and why particularly Lag Ba'oyimim, but why Rib Shimon? He was Zoycha to something that no one was Zoycha to, not Moshe Rabbeinu, not Aaron Akoi, not Avram Avinu. Incredible. Rib Shimon Bayachai, half a million people on a regular year go up to Meiron. They fly in. People go from, come from all over the world. People go through such tirchah, such expense to get there. We have to go visit Rib Shimon. We're missing Rib Shimon. And I heard that from people this year. We're missing Rib Shimon. We're not going to go visit Rib Shimon. It's incredible. What is this Rib Shimon? So I want to give you a little bit of a background just to sort of warm ourselves up to the idea. How was Rib Shimon Bar Yochai born? Now it's interesting. We refer, we refer to him as Rib Shimon Bar Yochai. Right, it's interesting. Bar Yochai. Remember, Bar Yochai. That's the whole song, right? Bar Yochai. What's Bar Yochai? So one of the reasons why we often refer to him in the songs is because we want to attribute him to a human being. He was born. Because such a person, it's almost impossible for us to really understand and to relate that he was born to a human being. Such a person that had so much Torah, so much fire, so much incredible giving over to Klal Yisrael, it's almost impossible to understand and to comprehend that he was given over to a human being. That's why we refer to him as Bayochai. So I'll tell you like this. Number one, we'll go through a little bit of the history. Rav Shimon Bayochai was born approximately 50 years after Chorban Bayesheni. In the Sefer Nachlas Oveis, he brings the Maisa to explain to us how Rav Shimon Bayochai came into the world. So his father, Yochai, was a very rich, very respectable person, and he had a wife called Sora. Right? Shimon's mother was called Sora. And at the time when they were first married, there were no children. She was actually a descendant from Hillel Hazakin. Just to get the picture of who we're dealing with over here, okay? Hillel Hazakin. Descendant was Sora. And she was married to Yechai, the father of Shimon, Eiliger of Shimon. And for the first number of years of their marriage, there was no children. Many, many years without children. She was desperately, desperately waiting for children. And what happened was that Yochai decided, I think I have to divorce her, and I think I have to move on to someone else. I just have to, you know, I have to, I have to find someone else. I need to have children. I need to have children. So he went to the local shatran, and he said, maybe you have a wife for me. Maybe I have a wife. I need someone very tzanua, someone big maizim toivim, whatever it is. In the meantime, his wife Sora heard about her husband looking for another wife. And he was obviously going to divorce her because there were no children. She couldn't take it to be separated from this chosh of a yid. She just couldn't do it. So she started davening and she started davening with a broken heart to the Rabbani Shalom to give her a child. After a while, she was so broken, she was so much so emotional that she fell into a very deep sleep. It was the night of Rosh Hashanah. It was a night of Rosh Hashanah, and Yochai was also sleeping. And at the time when Yochai was sleeping, there was a tremendous dream that Yochai had. And the dream went like this. He was in a huge forest, and there were some, uh, some trees there. Some of the trees were full of fruit, some of them were dry without fruit. And he, Yochai, in his dream, was leaning on one of the empty trees. And he sees a fellow looks more like a malach than a human being, moving around from one place to the other place within the forest, and he's watering all the trees. But he wasn't watering every tree. He sort of picked this tree, yes, this, this tree, no. Once he passed by, once he stopped and he watered. Suddenly, Yechai said, he came over in the dream to my tree, to the tree that I was leaning on, with a plate of water. 
and he was watering my tree, and all of a sudden, at that moment, when the Malach watered my tree with his plate, all of a sudden, the tree grew beautiful greenery, beautiful buds, and beautiful fruit, and then I awoke from my dream. He wakes up, he tells his wife the dream. They're so happy. It must be the pshat. There must be some kind of revelation over here. And as we know that the forest is a representation of this world. And the trees are the women. Some get fruit, meaning children. Some don't get, they don't get children. And it all happens today on Rosh Hashanah. And the tree that I was leaning on was obviously you. Rechai says to his wife, it means we're going to have a child. Incredible. I just have one question on this whole Misa, he says. I don't understand. Why is it that the other trees got watered in a normal way, with some kind of bucket or some kind of whatever it was, way of watering the trees, and mine got watered from a plate? So she said, it's a good question, I have no idea. Let's go to Rabbi Kiva. Let's go to the Heiliger Rabbi Kiva. I'm a Rabbi Kiva, I'm a Rabbi Kiva. This one, right? So we go to Rabbi Kiva, and we're going to ask him the Shaila. And Rabbi Kiva hears the whole story, hears the whole situation, hears the dream, and he says, you're absolutely right. The way you interpreted the dream was correct. But... The plate was because your wife, Sarah, could never really have any children. But because of her tefillahs, because she cried to the Rabbani Shalom, and the tears came down, were gathered in that plate, and watered the tree, and you're going to be zeichah to have a tremendous tzaddik. According to many, the tzaddik with Shimon, Yechai's child, Sarah's child, was born, not only died, but also born on Lag Ba'oyme. The Gemara in Sukkot base tells us, Yochalani, this is Reb Shimon Bar Yochai, talking one of the most famous statements, Reb Shimon Bar Yochai, Yochalani lifta kola oila minadin. It's an unbelievable situation, Reb Shimon has the koyach to patter everyone from din. We have to realize what that is. It's an incredible thing. As the Pritzadik Rabbi Tzadik HaKohen writes, <coughs> Rabbi Kiva was the Shavish HaTavish HaBalpeh, as the Arizal says. And Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai was his Talmud. And he couldn't make a Yontav on the day that Rabbi Kiva died, because when he, the way he died, the way he was killed, so they made the Yontav on his Talmud, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai's day, and that's obviously Lag Ba'imeh. And therefore every year, we get to this day, we get to like Boyma, every person could be Zoycha to his Toyshabal pairs. We know that Bishon Bayachai took on Lag Ba'oyme, the five remaining Talmidim. And he gave them over Torah Shabalpeh with a fire, with a bren. There was the, the desire, all the secrets of the Torah were revealed on this day. And that's perhaps why Reb Shimon Bar-Chai was Zoycha to something that nobody else was Zoycha to. That's the fire of Torah. That's why we light a Eish, we light a Madura, we light a fire on Lag Ba'oyme. Because Reb Shimon's fire, Reb Shimon's Koyach HaTorah, his Koyach in the world was incredible. The Gemara in Shabbos, Kuf Lamad Ches, brings down the following. I'm going to quote to you some of it in English. The Gemara says that the Rabbonin came into the Sanhedrin in Yavne. And they said that one day Torah will be forgotten from Kalal Yisrael. Could you imagine such a day? That all the Torah that we have will be forgotten from Kalal Yisrael. Unbelievable. And they said they predicted this was what's going to happen. And Rav Shimon Bar Yechai said, Chas v'sholoi, as we know those words are printed over Yomush. No, no way will Torah be forgotten in Kalal Yisrael. So it was Rav Shimon Bar Yechai. 
that gave us the Torah, renewed the Torah within Kalal Yisrael. It was almost going to be forgotten. It was going to be, there was no Messiah, there was nothing happening anymore. That was the Koyach of Rabbi Shimon. That was the Koyach of his Torah. Now this year is a little bit different to a regular year because we can't be there. We can't go there. We can't be by Rabbi Shimon. It's very, very difficult for us to not be able to go to Rabbi Shimon. And not to go to the Tzien of Reb Shimon and the cave of Reb Shimon. It's such a schus to be there. It's schus to go there. It's unbelievable. But I want to tell you, and this is important for all of us, including me, I'm an Eretz Yisrael, but I, I'm in the same situation as you guys. The Eilig of Hashem Tov said that a person is where his thoughts are. And therefore, if you want to be in Meiron, you'll be in Meiron. People experience the most incredible things. There's so many stories. One of them, you know, there was a, a group of the vision of Tzarebbe's children that was in Meiron. And you're trying to get into the Tzien. And they someone shouted out, make space. The, the, the children of the vision of Tzarebbe are here. And someone said, on Lag Ba'oymer, we're all Rib Shimon's children. Rib Shimon's looking after all of us. And the Vashem Tov says, we are where, where, where our thoughts are. If we want to be in Meiron, we will be in Meiron. If we want to be with Rib Shimon, we'll be with Rib Shimon. And it's not just to be with Rib Shimon. There's the action, skishmak, all the drinks, all the burgers, all the ice creams, the music, the dancing. No, no, no. It's much more than that. There's a reality of Rib Shimon that he talks to every single one of us, the Torah Peh, that burned within Rib Shimon can burn within every single one of us. We have the opportunity on Lag Boim, and Be'ez Hashem tomorrow we'll talk a little bit more about Lag Boim, the Yom of Lag Boim, and what it represents. But more than that, we have to realize the Yaris Tvash. Rabbi Yonis and Ibishit and Yaris Tvash in, in Chedit Base, Drush Zayin, brings down that when you say over the words of the Divrei Torah that the Tzaddik says, the Neshama of the Tzaddik is clothed in that Torah and is there within you. Which means if we on Lag Ba'oibah, which we intend on doing, by the way, Be'ez HaShem, we're going to be doing this. But just as a Gdomatu, before we get there, we can't just jump into Reb Shimon. We have to understand who Reb Shimon is. But when we're going to say the words of Torah of Reb Shimon, then we're going to get the schos of Reb Shimon. We're going to get the schos of his Torah. We're going to get the schos of his passion, of his age, of his fire for Torah. And that's why, obviously that's why we like fires, but that's also why it represents so much more that Lag Ba'oyme, apart from being a day that they stop dying, which we'll discuss tomorrow, it's a day that we connect together with Reb Shimon, even if we're not in Meiran, even if we're not in Eretz Yisrael, even if we're far away. But at the end of the day, every single Yid can connect to Reb Shimon. Everyone can be Soymech on Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon said clearly, and we paskin in the Gemara, that we can paskin that we can be Soymech on Reb Shimon. Any situation, every hard situation, even even when life is difficult, even when life throws the challenges that it does, every single one of us can connect to Reb Shimon Bayochai on a practical level, not only through his Torah, but in a real level of what he represented. And whatever Reb Shimon represented, as we know, was tremendous Messias Nefesh. Right, we've learned the Gemara ourselves, and maybe we'll learn it on Lag Ba'omer again. And it's supposed to bring down Reb Shimon into our own homes. But we know that he hid away for so many years with his child, and he put himself in sand in order that he should stay in one place, in order that he should stay awake, in order that he shouldn't use up his clothing for davening, whatever the Gemara Brachos goes through, the whole Indian. The Gemara in Shabbos. It's incredible, the mysterious Nefesh, the hardships that he went through. 
And that's what the Gemara is saying. That we can be so on Reb Shimon because Reb Shimon already laid the foundations of what means hardships and he gave us the koyach to continue. That's Reb Shimon. That's the idea of Reb Shimon. That's the idea that we should get a chizik from Reb Shimon and Be'ez Hashem tomorrow we'll go to some of the inyanim of Lagboim.